Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ashdown Call In Day. This is an open question and answer session where you can call in and speak to me directly or simply listen live on the audio page on the webpage. If you've called in and have questions, press 1 to raise your hand. If you're listening on the audio player on the webpage, you'll see a box where you can type in questions. Feel free to enter your questions there as well. These sessions are all about you, and this is your opportunity to call in and speak to me live, and let me work with you to help you solve your weight loss problems forever. So if you've got something you want to talk about, please give us a call. Okay, welcome, everyone. Welcome. So, yeah, if you want to talk to me, you need to call in. Uh, when you call in, what happens is you go into a screening room with Nadia, and then uh, you tell her your name and where you're from, and then Nadia sends me a message and lets me know that you're there, and then you and I can talk. <clears throat> and we can talk about whatever's happening on your weight loss journey right now. We also have Coach Nadia here and uh, uh, to answer any questions in the chat role as well as uh, to help answer some of the questions that people have been asking over the last few weeks in the support group. Also, welcome uh, all of our new uh, total t- uh, 12-week Total Transformation members. We've had uh, quite a few new people join us recently. Uh, one thing I just wanted to mention real quick before we bring anyone in is, uh, you know, I'm in New Zealand at the moment, and so we just went through winter, and all of you in the northern hemisphere are going to, about to be going into winter. And one of the problems with, with winter is that there's just not enough sunlight. And sunlight is really crucial for health because it increases vitamin D and reduces inflammation. And it's really inflammation, chronic low-grade inflammation, that causes weight problems and many other problems. Uh, Many autoimmune problems are also caused by chronic low-grade inflammation, and sunlight helps reduce that. Now, of course, you don't want to spend eight hours a day in the sun. You don't want to get burnt. But spending 10, 15 minutes a day exposing your skin to the sun is a great thing to do for overall health and vitality and also for weight loss. Uh, But we don't do that usually in the wintertime. Uh, Maybe our face gets a little bit of sun, and that's it. Um, and I've talked about in the past uh, actually exposing yourself to, to cold uh, and sun at the same time for like five minutes can be really beneficial. But there's something else that uh, I've been playing around with that helped me out a lot this uh, winter, and that is red light therapy. So red light therapy, there's, there's, uh, there are lights that you can buy that are just on the red spectrum and the near-infrared spectrum. And... These lights, they won't burn you because it's not ultraviolet, um, but they cause a similar reaction in your body to sunlight from a beneficial standpoint. Uh, They help increase vitamin D and melatonin. They help reduce inflammation. Um, And anything that can help reduce inflammation is uh, incredibly beneficial for weight loss because it is chronic low-grade inflammation that causes uh, weight gain because it causes insulin and leptin resistance. Insulin resistance causes us to have sugar cravings, causes us to lose the ability to burn fat. Uh, Leptin resistance causes our body to actually not know how much fat we're carrying. It causes our set point to shift, Uh, causes us, our tongue to become less sensitive to sweets. All of these things, when you combine them, are a recipe for disaster when you're trying to lose weight. And and the things that cause these are chronic low-grade stress, like mental and emotional stress, but also chronic low-grade inflammation that can come from digestive issues, uh, processed foods, not getting enough sunlight, and uh, a few other things. So you may want to look into getting uh, a red light. They're kind of expensive. I think I ended up spending about $1,000 to get geared up. If you really want to do it well, right, you've got to spend like three or 4000 But you probably can get away with spending maybe 500 if you want. Um, with just one one light panel, but uh, spending 10 or 20 minutes a day in front of this red light at home during winter is a super way to keep your vitamin D levels up, keep your melatonin levels up, reduce inflammation, and help you lose weight. Cool. Just a little tip I wanted to share with you. Uh, yeah, uh, first caller we have is Julie, Julie Wilson, who 
I know very well. She's been to many of the Omega retreats, maybe all the Omega retreats. And uh, she's, a, she's a good friend, and she's got a question. So let's bring Julie in if we can. Hi, John. Julie? Hey, Julie. Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Good to, say, good to hear your voice. Okay. Thanks. Um, so I've been waiting I, I for miss, this afternoon. I, I, I just want to okay. say before you do, I, I I missed you. I've been I missed you this summer. I know it's been awful. I think this is, you need to I've, you need to just. You there, Julie? You're cutting out a little there's bit. A, yeah, there's a weird delay going on. I said, yeah, it's been awful. I I really have missed the Omega retreat. It's something I look yeah. forward to every year for sure. This this so, is our first time in six years that we didn't have one. Yeah. Was, I, know, was, I know. Anyway, hopefully. Hopefully we'll have it next year. So what, what's happening? Mm-hmm. How can I help you? Okay, so, uh, yeah, I've been waiting for this because I've been pondering on a question. So I've been working really hard on my gut health, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and I bought some of yours, by the way, in the great. Um, I've yeah. been kefir, just the whole collagen, all of that, and having some success. And I've been pondering on colonic hydrotherapy, but I'm wondering if, you know, I've got all this new colonization that I've really been working hard on. If I, what are your thoughts on, on doing chronic hydrotherapy and how that kind of like cleanses out the good stuff as well as the bad? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really great question. Um, doing it at like once a month or maybe once a week for four weeks and then once a month afterwards is fine. Uh, a lot of people, mm-hmm. they kind of get addicted to it and they do like enemas every day, like coffee enemas every day. That's a huge mistake because for exactly the reason that you're talking about, you are depleting the friendly bacteria in your, in your colon as well as the unfriendly bacteria. But uh, as a, for a starting point, as long as you're doing a lot of things to replenish your friendly bacteria, if you did it once a, once a, month, once a week for a month and then once a month after that, mm-hmm. that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Just don't do cool. it more, more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I had some worries about possible candida, and so, you know, I was thinking that it would yeah. be helpful with that, you know. Yeah, yeah, it can be really helpful. Unless you're doing, if you're doing a detox, you can do it, like if you're going to do mm-hmm. like a 10-day detox, you can do it every day for those 10 days because you're just flushing everything out and starting with like a clean right. slate. You can do that too, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you do a lot of things to replenish your bacteria afterwards. But um, But otherwise... If just if you're just on a regular maintenance schedule, yeah, once a week for a month, and then like once a month after that is perfect. Perfect, great. Yeah, I didn't want to book anything until I kind of touched base and made sure I wasn't doing more harm. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. You know? yeah mm-hmm. no, it's a great yeah, question. A lot of people do. A lot of people do do more harm than good uh, with that because they get into like a daily routine, and that's a huge mistake. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. Thanks, Johnny. I appreciate the input. Sure, Julie. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, see you soon. Next year, take, maybe. Yep, okay, take care. Cool. Let's talk to uh, Rosemary from Indiana. Hi, John. Hi, Rosemary. So my question, John, is would you address leptin resistance? Um, I have always had good blood numbers. I don't have any chronic diseases, no heart disease, no diabetes, no anything like that. Um, all my numbers have always been fine. Um, I started a vegan program about the beginning of June. And in August, I had um, my blood work done. My triglycerides were high for the first time, borderline high, but high for me. Hmm. Um, and I have not lost an ounce of weight. Well, you know, tri- tri- elevated triglycerides will cause leptin resistance because what happens is the triglycerides bond with the leptin molecule and right. they don't go into the brain. They don't cross the blood brain barrier so that your body, your brain, which is in charge of how of your weight is not going is not going to is going to get an inaccurate 
assessment of how much fat you're, you're carrying because it's not seeing the right. full amount of leptin that your fat cells are producing. So, right. if you, so if your triglycerides are elevating, that means that you are, by definition, one, you are becoming le- more leptin resistant and your set point is shifting toward, toward heavier. That's, a, that's like a classic textbook type of situation. Let's talk about why right. that would happen. Can, can, I, can I get a sense of what the changes were that you made in your diet? Uh, and also, were uh, there any other lifestyle situations that were happening that could have, because stress can cause that too. So let's talk about the whole picture. But let's just start with the food because that's the biggest change that you made. Okay, so I have been um, a pescatarian for the last eight years. Um, yeah. I have always been on the heavier side. I'm about five foot three, and uh, right now I weigh 163 pounds, which is pretty high for me, even for me. Um, I carry mo- I'm, a, I'm a pair, so I carry most of my weight below the waist, but now it's, um, it's stomach and, and midriff as well. Um, so the changes that I made were I went from being a pescatarian to a vegan. I was following um, forks over knives and, um, you know, eat as much as you want of all the good. And I was, and I, I didn't cheat at all. I was eating the grains and the vegetables and, and the legumes and all of that. Um, the, the stress I would say was now I, let me, let me backfire. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait. I don't, I don't want to go any further. Wait, I don't want to talk about the stress yet. Okay. Please. Uh, okay. Because the, because the food is a big deal because grains and legumes will elevate your S, your insulin levels, um, which can also cause, cause an elevation in triglycerides and, and can cause leptin and insulin resistance. So already, okay. if you're telling me that you, you, you replaced fish with grains and, and legumes, I'm going to tell you already that, that that's a problem. Okay. There's no, the, from a weight perspective. I, I want to look, I right. love the idea of being a vegan. <clears throat> I, I've seen a lot of those uh, movies and I, and a lot of the science it does not make sense to me. Like, like uh, you know, one, science, one guy was getting up there and saying the brain needs glucose, you know, so you have to eat glucose and you have to eat grains because it has glucose. Mm-hmm. No, that's not correct. Your body can produce glucose out of, uh, out from your mus- muscle and fat cells, and that's the healthiest way to get it is when your body produces it. All of the, all of the problems that, that, that people have, uh, that are chronic conditions such as weight gain uh, and uh, hardening of arteries, heart disease, cancers. They come from elevated insulin levels that come from eating the glucose rather than your body producing the glucose. When you, if you want to be right. – the, the healthiest way to be is to be a sugar maker, not a sugar eater. And so mm-hmm. I don't agree with the science. And, it's, and, you know, when you do a documentary film like that, you can just make a case out of anything with these little sound bites. You know, where you, well, one expert says one sentence and then another expert says another sentence. And then they might even, not even talk about the right. same thing, and then they create this whole case for it. So, mm-hmm. so I can tell you that if you, if, you, if you replace fish with grains and legumes, you're, you're going to have a problem if you're, try, if you're trying to lose weight. Okay. It's unfortunate. Unless, you are, unless you're, you know, a triathlete, you know, they interview these people. They, <laughs> they, they ride no. the, their bike eight hours a day. Okay, great. Yeah, you're right. If you ride your bike eight hours a day, you're going to need grains and legumes. There's no, no question about it. But if you're a normal, somewhat sedentary uh, person, no, that's, that's, it's just the science is not correct. I wish it was. I don't like the idea of eating mm-hmm. an animal, and I, I eat it less and less. But replacing it with grains and legumes is not, is not the answer if you're, if you're wanting to lose weight. It's, it's, a, it's a disaster. Um, the other thing that, okay. that can happen is, you know, if you're replacing it with soy, because soy can elevate your estrogen levels, which will also cause insulin resistance and leptin resistance. And then you have to be careful about vegetable oils. Vegetable oils are right. the, probably the worst thing you can put in your body, period, end of story. And we tend to start eating more vegetable oils also, thinking that we're doing the right thing and we're not. So and that, will, mm-hmm. uh, that vegetable oils will also elevate your triglycerides. So what, uh, what do you think what about, you what do you do, think about uh, even in, including olive oil? No, not including olive oil. No. Olive okay. oil is okay. Cold pressed, as long as it's okay. cold pressed. 
but mm-hmm. but uh, but refined vegetable oils are the worst thing you can put in your body, and that's what's in most you know processed foods and prepared foods and, and restaurant foods. If you want if you want to do vegetarian right, you want to eat most of your carbs as raw. So that includes that includes fruits and vegetables and salads and sprouts and your leg and your legumes as sprouts. So when you sprout, sprouted chickpeas, sprouted uh, lentils, sprouted mung beans, all of these have the protein without the starch. Because what happens is it's interesting is that when you take when you take a lentil, which is basically a seed, and you sprout it, the 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 lentil uses the sugar to grow. It uses the starch. So what's left mm-hmm. is, and it becomes much more digestible. So what what's left is something that's that's both highly digestible and and has protein and doesn't have doesn't have sugar. So you, you so you want to uh eat as mo- the majority of your carbohydrates as live uh and high in a highly or sprouted and in a highly digestible form. You also need to have a really good replacement for your protein that you're missing because that's going to keep you hungry when you're not eating the protein. And by the way, I, I gained 100 pounds on a vegetarian diet when I was living in New York in the early <laughs> 90s. <clears throat> so I know, I know what I'm talking about from every angle, okay, including living through it. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so the, the ideal way to do a vegetarian is if you have a good protein, you know, that's not, that doesn't have a lot of sweetener to it, but, a, but a, like a, a vegan or vegetarian protein so, drink, like a protein supplement that you can have with your meals, you just take a half a glass of it, and then your meals, the perfect like vegetarian meal is something like uh, a, a big salad with uh, uh, chickpea sprouts, lentil sprouts, maybe some tempeh, which doesn't organic tempeh, not so much tofu, but tempeh doesn't cause the same problems. But uh, so tempeh, if you're having your protein shake, uh, some nutritional yeast, which is very high in protein, uh, some mm-hmm. kind, so you can have like sprout uh, sprouted. Um, chia seeds in, as part of your dressing because it becomes like gelatinous. So if you sprout the mm-hmm. chia seeds and put it as part of your dressing, um, or and or and then using chia seed oil or hemp seed oil in the in the in the, in the dressing also. Lots of vegetables. Having uh, spirulina, taking spirulina capsules. You know, taking like ten or twenty a day as capsules. Uh, by doing these type of things, you're, you're going to be like glow-in-the-dark healthy. You're not going to have triglyceride problems most likely, uh, certainly not from your food, and, uh, and you're, going to cra- you're not going to be craving the carbs anymore because you're getting really good sources of protein. So okay. those are some of the things that you might try to incorporate. And obviously no one's perfect, and I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm asking you to add them as, to, to incorporate these things and see if you by adding – this like this big salad the way I just described it and the, and the protein drink. If you don't need the the cooked lentils and the grains as much anymore, because that's going to help you get get to where you want to be much much quicker. Okay. Well, I have thought about going back to eating fish because it was a, a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It definitely is. Uh, you know. So you might want to consider that too. But if you want to consider continue on the vegan path. Uh, these are the these are the suggestions. You need to have a good protein drink with your meal. You need to eat uh, other good sources of protein with with your meals also, and that will and good sources of fat, and that will take care of the the desire for grains and starches. Okay, thank you. I just joined your twelve yeah. week program, so I'm very excited. Cool, awesome. In week two, we talk a lot more about not so much from a vegetarian's perspective, but just the, the concepts of what, what types of foods are more healing. And it really is very simple. Our bodies are designed to eat non-man-made foods. It's just, a, it's just so simple. Uh, everything that we've mm-hmm. done from a, you know, from a pr- production standpoint has not been in the best interest of our bodies. So the more you eat more real live foods, the more your body thrives. So, but, the, but we talk a lot about that in week two. Did you want to talk about, was there any kind of stress event? That was that happened at the same time around the same time that could have caused the triglycerides, is that or or not? Well, I, you know, I, I don't think it was anything more than 
everybody else is experiencing from COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah, all right. Well, it could have it could have been that too, but I can tell you the shift in your diet would would be causing these problems also. Yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah. I think that was definitely it. Definitely. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, look forward to speaking soon. Thank you soon. so much. Take care. Yes. Me You're too. Welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Cool. Let's talk to Susan in Portland, please. Hi, John. Hi, Susan. Um Hi, I'm really grateful for your program. I'm I'm on uh, week five of your 12-week program, and I'm awesome. really enjoying the inside-out um, approach. My question yeah. is about the scale. Um, I have not yeah. gotten on the scale. I'm on week five. Um, I know I haven't lost any weight. I started gaining weight about a year ago, and I haven't wanted to get on the scale because I'm just mortified to find yeah. out what that number is. So my question is, yeah. what do you recommend as far as should you weigh yourself? If so, how often? I have a lot of shame around yeah. it, and it, I used to be a yeah, real yeah, yeah. And, you know. And so I'm just worried the, about getting into that eating disorder yeah. mentality. Uh, those, those, those of you, those of you listening that know me would be able to answer this really quickly and just say, I am really against the scales. Uh, for all the oh, reasons good. you mentioned, all the reasons you mentioned, you can tell, you know, you can tell if you're gaining or losing weight, you know, if your pants are tighter or looser or you're sitting down, you're not feeling your stomach, you have more energy. Uh, you can tell if your body wants to lose weight, if you have, if you're going longer periods of time without being hungry, if you're not having sweet cravings when you do eat, if you crave healthier foods when you do eat. And then when, when you start eating, if you stop sooner than you normally do, all of these things tell you that your body wants to lose weight and, uh, and, it's, and it's going to start losing weight. And then you kind of run with the ball with that. When you start having more energy to be active, then be more active at that point. Go with that. Run with that. And let your, let your, let your clothes get looser and looser and then weigh them, you know, weigh yourself every once a year if you want or whatever. The whole time that I lost my weight, I only weighed myself once when, when it was a doctor's visit. You know, when I, was, I had already lost 150 pounds or something, and it was a doctor's visit, I knew I was losing weight, you know. I lost 150 okay. pounds. I was wearing, you know, okay. completely different clothes. So, yeah, but, but for all the reasons you're mentioning, it just, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it would sabotage my, my visualization absolutely. to see that number. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, you know, the, just the disorders that it causes and and the dynamic each day when you're going to get up, it's like a toll you have to pay to be alive, you know, is to get on the scale. And then if it's the wrong number, you punish yourself all day. If it's the right number, it's, you know, you're happy all day. And it's like a whole bipolar kind of thing that you create for yourself. You know, it's, it's yeah. really, uh, it's very destructive. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You, you, okay. you, you nailed it, you know, for all, all those reasons. Yeah. That's really good to hear. Thank you so much. That's yeah. really good to hear. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your program and all that you do. Sure. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Sure. Let's talk to uh, Brenda in Canada, please. Hi, John. How are you? Good. Hi, Brenda. I'm in my first week. Um, I'm 65 years old. Are you there? I'm here. I'm all ears. Okay. Um, I didn't hear a response. Thanks. Um, and I uh, listened to your, your um, uh, blog on antacids, and I believe I'm one of those yeah. people that actually needs them. And I'm wondering how yeah. I have GERDs and I have some gallbladder problems and yeah. I have Hashimoto's and um, gluten intolerance and sort of you know, lots of stomach issues as well. So I'm I'm not saying the antacids are a great thing for me, but at this point in time, um, I think I'm one of those people that may actually need them. So I'm wondering how I might counteract the negative impact of them um, in your program. Let, let me let me just say that for all the reasons you mentioned, those are not the reasons mm-hmm. why you would need antacids. Acid, you wouldn't need it be, because you have uh, Hashimoto's disease. You wouldn't need it because you have GERDs. You you wouldn't need it because you have heartburn. The only reason why you would need it is if you have something called a hiatal hernia. And a hiatal hernia is when part of the stomach is coming through the valve of the esophagus. So there's a leakage. So 
so that you're actually leaking acid from your stomach into your esophagus. That's called a okay. hiatal hernia. That's the, that's the right? only reason why you would that, need yeah. it. Yeah, that's the only reason why you would need it. And interestingly, I, if you do have a hiatal hernia, I, I, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, I just came across a doctor that had like an exercise that, that one can do if they have a hiatal hernia that may help and may actually make it go away. Um, if you look up natural cures, I don't have it in front of me. I don't even remember the guy's name. But if you look up natural cures for hiatal hernia, there's a guy who does this mm-hmm. exercise where you, you put your arms out so that your chest is, is exposed, you know, is, is open, and then you kind of like come down on your heels so it kind of creates this banging sensation that pulls the stomach out of the esophagus. I thought it was very clever. Oh. Um, and, that's, and that's something worth, worth looking into. Uh, so, so okay, how, yeah, I will definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, but, but okay, also, so, so um, uh, the antacids aren't a necessity. I saw the stuff with the, that you suggested around the, the lemon water and the um, fermented foods. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, also so can, I can continue with that and maybe how soon should I like I'm on a couple of prescriptions for the for the acid plus over the counter antacids so can I just go off them? No, no, not not if you if your doctor says you need them you got to like go with I, I'm not a doctor and I can't recommend advice right. medical advice and I certainly can't recommend advice that counters your own doctor's advice but I would say that right. there are there are lots of different doctors out there and some of them are more uh, attuned to how to heal digestion. And you might want to look for one uh, under the title of functional medicine. If you can find a doctor that practices functional medicine or a naturopath, they might be able to help you with your digestion because Hashimoto's is also a sign of digestion issues uh, oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And, And I have seen people, uh, go into remission from Hashimoto's having after healing the, the digestion. So what I would recommend for you is to say, mm-hmm. rather than make any changes right now, I, I want to validate that, yes, you definitely have digestion issues that are, that are a concern, but to also look for either a doctor that practices functional medicine or a naturopath to, to get an alternative approach and a more holistic way of healing your digestion. That, that's what I would say would be the most important thing for you right now. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. So uh, let's talk to Joyce in Colorado, please. Hi. Hi, John. Hi, Joyce. Hi. Well, Hi. I... I I have been um I'm 71 and I had something happen to me at the beginning of 2019 that um really threw me totally off track and I've been um you know on a good program I I have been I gosh I did a couple, couple years ago I did your your detox and I did so I you know I know how to do it but something happened to me in 2019 that has totally turned me upside down and I want to see if you could give me some help with that. I just, just a little bit of background. I, my, um, you know, I lost about 70 pounds and then I, I, um, got down to, I don't know what it was, but you know, it was, it was too, my husband said you're too thin. It was like about 145 or something like that. I don't know. Cause I, you know, I don't weigh myself that much either. But anyway, then I got to this point where my weight stabilized it between 160 and 165, and I was like that for about three years comfortably, just really happy there. And then this thing happened in 2019 that has totally turned me upside down and put me in this very nervous, stressed place. And I yeah. want to tell you what it is. It is... Um, okay. It's a breathing method. I started training this breathing method called Buteco, and I don't know if you know about that. But I'm familiar with I it. I started training. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yes. Yeah. I was training with some people who specialize in chronic disease because I had a lot of, I was really, really sick, almost died from nine root canals that I finally had properly removed but in 2016. But 
but anyway, I was still trying to recover from all this, and I, it really makes sense to me to be take a whole thing about the breathing and everything and the bore effect and all that. It made a lot of sense to me, and I, I took it so seriously, and I trained for three to six hours a day for nine months, and I got to a point with wow. it where five months in where, and I worked with, you know, like four different trainers, I got to a point with it where I just, I couldn't relax. Even when I was meditating, I, I'm a meditator. I, I practiced a certain meditation for since 1975. So I'm really, I'm, it's really important for me to be still, you know, for an hour or two a day in this practice. And with this breathing method, it started making, I was so nervous. I would, and my physiology was changing and I couldn't, I could not, my breathing was changing. My breathing pattern was changing, but I could not relax. I could not relax. I don't know what was going on in my body, and they couldn't help wow. me. They couldn't help me, and I did their beginner course three times. They did their advanced course. My 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 bolt score, my control pause, whatever you want to call it. My breathing pattern did not change. I found out in March that I had some blood clots in my lungs and I was treated for that. But I wonder if that may have been why I just could not get that control pause up, but it left me with, I mean, I'm going to start crying when I talk because it was, it was like trauma for me doing that training. And, yeah. and after yeah. five months and I continued on for four more months and then I just had to quit after the advanced course and they told me I was I was I was over demanding and belligerent and complainer that's what they told me and mm. I'm so humiliated and I just went totally off track and I still I'm really nervous now and I have a lot of um yeah I'm overeating and I'm, I put on 20 pounds during that year and now I've put on another 10 yeah. more I'm still up 30 pounds and Anyway, that's it. And then I have a lot of arthritis in my knees and back too. So, anyway, those are my huge obstacles, John. So, so let me ask you a question: Are you able to meditate now? Yes, I I can I can now. Yes, it took it was three months and, before and how, I could be still. It was three months. It took me three months. How long have you been able to meditate effectively again? Like how, for how long? That was, let's see, I, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know how to figure okay. it out. Okay, that's all right. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so do, 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 do you feel that the, the trauma that you experienced was the breathing technique itself or the way they treated you when the breathing technique wasn't complementary with your system? Well, what do you feel the it trauma both. is both? Yeah. And the, and the, the nervousness was, that you feel now. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The trauma but, was from the, um, the training itself was so, so intense for me. And, uh, and I really worked at it. My family, my husband said, why are you doing this? This is horrible for you. Yeah. I really worked at it. Yeah. I, I thought this is going to be my. This is going to help me. This is really going to really help me. And man, it just turned me upside down. So. Yeah. And and the nervousness that you feel now, do you feel that that's from the breathing technique or from the whole experience? Yeah. Do you still have? Are you still yeah. habitually breathing the, that way now, or do, is your breathing back to the way it was? No, I can't. I well, I mean, I'm. There's a whole psychological side to that breath work. I mean, it's really working with your mind and really what it is. Yeah. And I can understand how it could take someone into a really beautiful experience when you change that breathing pattern. I mean, it seemed like I there were other people that were successful with it, but I don't know why I couldn't do it, but I I did my best. And I, I just, um, in the beginning, had the very strong feeling that I was punishing myself with it. So I had to, I'm trained in a lot of the, I trained with Carol Look many years ago. I'm retired from that work now, yeah. but I've done a lot of energy work. So I, I know about all that stuff. 
but I have not been able to untangle yeah. myself from the mental, emotional, and the physical trauma on my body from this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and being my told, is and being told, and also, and also being told that you you know, if you don't get this breathing pattern right, you're gonna you'll suffer the rest of your life and you're going to get all these diseases and you're never going to get well yeah. and you're going to be crazy. They told me I was crazy and maybe I am crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always had my suspicions about that method of breathing. You know, they do things like, you know, you tape your mouth shut while you sleep. You know, there's just a lot of things that felt traumatic to me. I never did it. I read about it. And I read about people's successes. I never did it myself, but always felt intuitively like it didn't feel there was something about it that didn't feel right. My sense is that uh, it was not complementary with your system and it caused stress from day one, trying to breathe in a way that wasn't complementary with your system. And, you know, you've got tremendous will and drive and you kept pushing through it and it, and it caused a lot of trauma on your body. Uh, that, that's, that's what I, I feel. And that that's the biggest tr- part of the trauma um, what keeps coming to me is, uh, you know, uh, uh, what they call belly, belly, belly breathing, you know, where you're breathing into your, your stomach or what they call the dantian. You know, you, do you know what I'm talking about, that type of breathing? Breathing with your um, diaphragm? Breathing with your diaphragm? Not, you breathing into again? your stomach. Breathing, breathing into your stomach. Breathing into your stomach, like not your diaphragm, your stomach, where you expand your stomach and contract your stomach. And you breathe into your stomach. It's uh, it's the type of breathing that they do in the Taoist meditations, um, and in a lot of Chinese, anything that's Chinese meditation, and also probably Japanese, uh, where you're breathing into your the center of your body. I feel like that could be uh, that could be soothing for you. That's just a that's just a, a feeling that flashed through my body that you might want to look into belly breathing or breathing into your dantian, but to, 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 that that might be more complimentary with your system. It would be great for you maybe to have a session with someone like the cellular release people that we work with, like Melinda Jacobs, um, and to, to work through the trauma of the experience, the trauma on your body, the trauma on your mind. Uh, and I feel like if you focus on that trauma uh, and unwinding all of that, the the breathing the, that combination should put you back in the in the in the right place. You know, I, I just feel like there's a, yeah. there's some emotional work. I would even want to ask the question. You know, when you do the emotional work, see if you can get some answers from your because when you do the cellular release, they ask you know your your higher self to re, to release the patterns and release the trauma. You may want to even ask yourself what it was that was driving you so hard. You know, like. You can release that 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 pattern of you know pushing yourself so hard because it sounds like you're you're very determined, which is a great thing, but obviously it's not always a great thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, and I'm familiar with cellular release, so I definitely am yeah. open to that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I have to. I feel like I'm just all wound up, and I need to find a way to get myself untangled <laughs> from it. You know, so thank yeah, you very well, much. Well, the uh, cellular. Re- the cellular release is where I would go. And, and, you know, all the people that we work with in cellular release uh, are all in uh, Colorado. So and I know you're in Colorado, so you might be able to have sessions, you know, face-to-face with them. Yeah, I know but, that. Uh, um, one last thing I want to just say, John, I just want to say that, you know, I don't want to um, say that it's not right for everybody, this Buteco, because it really makes sense. And there's a lot of really beautiful stuff that's happening with that breathing method, but it just for some reason was not compatible with me at this time. No, it wasn't. No, your body really. I don't want to discourage people from no learning about, about it. Is my point. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But thank you very much okay. for your help. Yeah, my pleasure. Let's let's talk again soon. Let me know how you're doing. Okay. Well, how do I talk to you? On the next. Well, just let me ask John. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you want to call in and let me know okay. how you're doing. Okay. okay. Thank you. Take care. Okay. <clears throat> Let's talk to uh, Susan in Ontario, please. 
Hi there. Can you hear me? Hi. I can, yes. Okay, great. Um, so I've just joined up to your in your newest 12-week one, so I'm in my first week, and so far, I think cool. it very much. Welcome. <laughs> um, great. I'm mostly I'm okay with my weight. Um, food's good, water, activity, but a lot of abdominal fat that I know is not good health-wise. Um, and mm-hmm. while diet is, is pretty good, I eat a lot of whole, healthy, live foods and stuff, where my falling down is on treats, that I want my cookies or my chips or my chocolate. Yeah. Um, I'm not hungry for those things, but I'm most hungry for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to give them up. You know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, you know, everything that you're talking to points to a stress, a stress response, specifically elevated cortisol levels. Elevated cortisol oh, levels okay. typically cause abdominal fat, yeah, they cause abdominal fat and junk food cravings. That's basically what elevated oh. cortisol does. Yeah, so really? uh, okay. an elevated cortisol, yeah. And it usually comes from, uh, you know, stress and emotion, like chronic stress and emotional issues or not sleeping enough. Yeah. Um, well, you know, not getting enough sleeper, sun. So. Yeah, okay. I'm outside well, a lot, too. Well, not getting enough So yeah. chronic okay. stress and emotional things, yeah, Okay. Yeah, so I would spend a lot of time doing the, you know, the visualizations, uh, working through any emotional issues that you can with somebody that, that can help you, like a cellular release therapist or a tapping specialist. Um, pay mm-hmm. close attention to weeks five and six, to either weeks five and six, or no, weeks six and seven, where we really focus on different emotional healing techniques. Uh, so pay, pay okay. close attention there. Um, also look for, there's lots of, uh, healthy, healthier versions of, of treats that you know, don't cause the same problems and they can still taste just as good. So I'd like you to be open to that. Okay. And I can talk about that in week two. I talk about that in week two. So, okay. you, you know, you can see that. And there's a lot of ideas on the site of different, you know, ways to make yep. healthy chocolate and healthy snacks and healthy ice creams, things like that. So just be open to trying some of those too, because they can make a, humongous difference if you get your body conditioned to liking those and they will like for me i love chocolate but i can only eat you know raw chocolate i can't eat store-bought chocolate now and that's not willpower talking i don't like the taste of it anymore it has to be it has to be raw chocolate for me to like it and i I do eat a fair amount of raw chocolate but that's all so you know you get your body conditioned to healthier versions of the snacks and it has a completely different it's, it's not less calories but it has a completely different biological effect, metabolic effect on your body and helps you, enables you to, to lose weight easier rather than, you know, causing the, all, the, all the, the dynamics that, that can stop your body from, from losing weight. Right. Okay, that's great. That's good. And that's a very yeah. useful information that the stress stuff is causing the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. elevated cortisol. Sorry, that the elevated cortisol causes the abdominal fat and the junk food cravings. I did not know and, that. And the junk food cravings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, okay. very good. Okay. Cool. So, That's great. Thank you. Okay. Check in again. I'll look forward to those weeks coming up. Sorry? Okay, great. Okay, thank you. I said just check okay. in when you, next time if you want. Let me know how you're done. Okay, cool. thanks. Okay, thanks. bye. Bye. Cool. Let's talk to Marie in Florida, please. Is that Lori or Marie? Hello. Uh, well, Hello? It can says Marie, me? but it could be Lori. I'll, I'll go with Lori. <laughs> I can hear you. I think it's Lori. You're on, I so thought, wherever you oh, are, let's something. talk. Okay, hi. Um, okay, hi. Um, first, thank you so much for this method. I'm so happy that I found this. Oh, my God. Cool. Um, and I have a two-part question. Um, yeah. I've... I've been on diets. I've been going on diets for as long as I can remember. And it's always like yeah. I have eight, fifteen to 20 pounds that I lose and I gain and I yeah. gain. And I yeah, gain. Yeah, and yeah. about um, I know. last year. You're preaching I, to the choir. Was, oh. <laughs> last year I was at a great weight and then I, I gained like 20 pounds. And um, so eight yeah. weeks ago I went like, like crazy on my usual I just had to find something find something 
And I started, um, you know, and the thing about being on diets for so many years is that um, I know too much about what's in food. Like, and I have all these concepts about what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat. Raspberries have too much sugar in them, even though, you know, I mean, just things like that. Um, And so I went on this um, diet eight weeks ago where I was really, really obsessively counting my protein grams and my fat grams and my carb grams and my sugar grams. And, um, you know, I can't keep this up. I did fine for eight weeks because I can do that. I I don't want to keep this up because it's it's not a fun way to live. And it's very, very stressful. So I'm wondering how to dismantle it in the next few weeks going forward without gaining a bunch of weight or something. Yeah, go go slow. Go slow with that because you know if you're on it, mm-hmm. if you're on some sort of restrictive diet now, and you go off it all of a sudden, you're going to have a rebound. There's just no two ways about it. But if you go slowly, uh, keep doing what yeah. you're doing for a few weeks while you address some of the other issues that we talk about, such as re- reducing stress and emo- and working through emotional trauma. Yeah. Uh, adding healthier foods. That's a really big one. Um, And then drinking more healthy liquids, uh, getting better sleep, doing the exercise the way we talk about. Like once these things start to kick in, you're going to be less hungry. Your body's going to want to let go of weight and you can transition out of it. So give yourself that three or four weeks or five weeks to slowly transition out. I would just say that uh, whatever you are eating, try to, try to, make sure it's the highest quality available in terms of real, live, organic, yeah. whatever. You know, don't go crazy and yeah. don't spend a fortune. I am too. But, but no, yeah, I, 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 I do do that. It's just that I'm like, I have to even restrict how many, what fruit I eat during the day and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so I understand. I for understand. that, you're... But just, just go ahead. Just go what slow. are you saying? No, just go just really go, slow. Just give it a couple with, weeks. Okay. Okay. Now, the second Just, part of the there's question. There's no... Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. All right. I was going to say that, that there's just no way around it. If, you're, if you yeah. are suppressing your body and then you stop doing yeah. that, there's going to be a rebound. There's no way around it. But you can get to the point where okay. your body wants, wants to be a lower weight than you are right now, and then you can transition out. Right. Right, and that's the yeah. second part of my um, question, is that I've always had a belief that it's really, really hard to lose weight, and then I've had a belief it's hard to keep it off. And you know how yeah. the visualizations that you give us, um, and I'm, you know, I do them, I love them. Um, they resonate with me so much um, because I know it's an inside job. I know it is, but I've yeah. never yeah. been able to find my way out of it. Will that help me um, let go of those beliefs? Because they're really strong. Yes, 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 yes. About that it's so hard. Yes, keep doing the visualizations. Yes, yes, keep doing the visualizations. And what I always talk about, I just want to say, you know, because I've had that belief, and I think we all have at one time or another had that belief. Yeah. Uh, the, the, The analogy I always use is that it's like, it's like trying to walk through a sliding glass door. So if you don't know that there's a door there because it's glass, you're going to hit, you're, and yeah. it's closed, you're going to hit yeah. your head uh, every single time, and you're going to come to the opinion that it's impossible to walk through that door. But it's just right. because you don't know there's something you don't know. You don't know that it's closed. As soon as it's open, it's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. And the analogy is that if you, if you try to lose weight by restriction over and over again, you're going to yeah. usually get the results that you've gotten, which is that you get some success for eight weeks and then you get a rebound and, it, and, and your body fights you and fights yeah. you because you are violating your body's basic survival instincts. If your body is, is yeah. holding on to weight because it thinks you need the weight and then you, and then you artificially impose a famine, then your body is, thinks that it needs the weight even more. It's, you're making it real for the body. So you're going against your body's survival mm-hmm. programs. When you work with your body's survival programs by addressing mm-hmm. the stress and inflammation that are tricking your body into thinking you need weight, because that's, what, that's really what stress and inflammation does. 
is it tricks your body yeah. into thinking you need weight. So when you address the stresses and inflammation, and by the way, nutritional famine, which is a form of stress, when you address these things, yeah. your body no longer is being tricked into thinking it wants to lose weight. And I can tell you this from firsthand experience. Once your body wants to lose weight, and it's only once that happens, it's, there's nothing easier. You can't not lose weight because it's, your body's and on your side. It, you, you're not hungry. You, you, your your exactly. body's burning fat when you're sleeping, you know. So, so you've got exactly. you to work with your body. That's the, the crux of my whole message is that you've got to yeah. work with your body, not violate your body's survival programs. And that's what, you, that's what this yeah. 12-week program is, is all about. So give yourself some time to work through this. The visualizations okay. are essential for that. And, yes, those beliefs will start to go away for sure. And, um, and, those, and, and, and my body will start to respond, like you said, that it, it, yes. it'll yeah. know that it's not. In, okay. But, and the two visualizations, the evening one and the morning one, is there any other one for someone like me that you really, really, really recommend? I do the no, no. morning I think and the evening much, one. I, I think, okay. I, I, I think you're pretty much – just go through the program as is. You're, okay. you're pretty much okay. uh, uh, what I would call uh, a standard dieter, you know, yo, chronic yo-yo dieter, that, and, uh, yeah. and, the, and the program is designed perfectly for someone like you. So just go through the program, okay. whatever visualizations. You, if you start listening to a visualization and you like it, keep listening to it. If you find okay. a visualization that – causes a reaction in you, you might want to continue listening to it too because it's caught, maybe it's triggering something. But just keep just okay. go through the program as is. Keep your diet pretty okay. much the same for a little bit a little bit of time. Okay. And let's and let's work through this together like week by week, okay? Okay. Thank you so much, John. Thank you so much. Awesome. My pleasure. Okay. <laughs> Take care. Cool. Well thanks everyone for joining us this this uh call. It was a great call and uh some really, really great questions, important questions. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, check in with us in our Facebook group and reach out to us in our customer service if you need. Go slow. Keep the focus on nourishment, nourishing your body, nourishing your soul, nourishing your mind, nourishing your energy, nourishing your vitality. This is really what this is about. It's about nourishing and loving every part of you and every part of your body and allowing yourself to come back into a healthy equilibrium with your body that allows you to lose weight. So let's keep the focus there, nourishment and love, and wishing you all lots of health and, and love, and uh, we'll speak to you next time. Take care. Thanks for joining me on this Ask John Call-In Day. For any questions I was unable to get to in this call, I'll post my written responses in the forum for your reference. I appreciate you taking time to join me here, and I look forward to connecting again with you soon.